Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. Hey, What the Suck family. As you may have noticed, we recently switched to Anchor for our podcast hosting needs. That's right. We were using another site that had us paying 20 bucks a month for services such as unlimited uploading, unlimited hosting, and distribution. Anchor will distribute your podcast to Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and many more, and they do it all for free. They make it super easy to create and start your podcast directly from their site. You can record and edit directly on the Anchor website or app directly from your phone. It's your one-stop shop for everything you need to create your own show. They will even help you find sponsors to fund your project. Just go to anchor.fm and get started today. There really is no easier way to do it. What? No! You suck! Oh my god! This is What the Suck Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm James. And today's second episode is going to be Creep Show 3. Uh, before we start, I guess we should discuss what it's all about well that's the problem chris Um, we don't know what the hell it is about it's a big clusterfuck i mean what our show is about oh our show what our podcast is about that's right uh our podcast is all about watching shitty movies giving you a shitty rating and a shitty recommendation does that sound about (laughs) right james that's about right all right basically what it is our intention is to actually review with some humor but seriously uh the crappiest horror films out there and actually encourage you to watch them with friends and family, rip on them, get drunk watching them, just have fun with it. So we are not trying to talk you out of watching these things. We're actually trying to talk you into them. Right. So in, in a really roundabout psychotic way, but yeah, pretty much. So we are, our rating system is based on shit emojis and a one to five. One being something you definitely have to check out, maybe watch with friends, maybe own, maybe at least put in your your queue on your streaming service. And a five is something that you watch once and then immediately go take a bath with bleach. <laughs> Sound about right? That's about right. Yep. Okay. It's a, the, the rating system is flipped. The more turds, the worse it is. Okay. So today's movie for episode two is Creepshow 3. It's a 2006 American horror film and a sequel to the much, much better... Uh, movies Creep Show and Creep Show Two by Stephen King and George A. Romero. How dare they? How dare they? It was directed and Jeez. produced by Anna Clavel and James Duddleson. The film stars nobody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this 
is true. Uh, like its predecessors, it's a collection of tales. Um, although there is no EC Comics angle this time around, it was critically panned all over. Matter of fact, looking at the uh, Rotten Tomatoes, there were six actual critic reviews. It currently sits at a zero percent. And that's lower than a DC movie. I, I think that's actually a bit higher than Justice League, but um, <laughs> it has 11% liked it um, out of 2,000 average audience review, which is still really bad. Um, although I originally thought this was a like a student release or a independent release film, which sort of kind of is, but it was released in 2006 in the United States by HBO through their parent company, Warner Home Video. So this had an actual release. A production company actually released this piece of shit? Yeah, so that's that's pretty sad. So it's, huh. it's pretty shitty. So what we're going to do is we're going to watch each segment, and then we're going to give our review, and then give a rating of that particular segment, and at the end of the full movie, we'll give our final review. So uh, what's the first one? Do you know what the first one's called, James? Actually, no, Chris. They don't tell us what the hell They don't it have is. names. They don't have any names. Oh, that's bad. And unfortunately, there's no segues. That is bad. Okay, well, then we'll just watch number one then. So, yeah, we'll, we'll just have to roll it with it and see what happens. All right, so... Number yeah. one, um, we're this, gonna call this segment. Nee, what's up, Doc? I rather. Yeah, what's up, suck? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's 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 talk about it. First right. of all, the animation is worse than South Park. For God's oh. sakes, it okay. sucks. And thirty seconds into this whole thing, I wanted everyone to die already. <laughs> I wanted the whole freaking cast to die. Literally, everything I hate about teens was shown in the first 30 to you know 30 seconds to minute you know that was just like good god yeah just just stereotypical all over the place and folks you have to be warned about this nothing is explained the sequence makes no sense whatsoever so what happens in this one well the, the the most i can tell you is they have this universal remote that the dad has and he keeps pressing the buttons and every time he does something happens to his daughter that's not explained. There's no telling why this happens. Uh, she basically ends up turning into a cross between Seth Brundle and a large pepperoni pizza from Domino's. So nice. good pretty hideous. I mean, yeah, just falling apart, dripping, nasty. Uh, and like I said, and there's just no transition. And then it instantly cut to the second segment. I yeah. mean, there was no explanation. There's no narration. So you're basically lost at this point. Yeah. So unlike the first two, where the first two had had the creeper, you know, and he he, he there was an animation segment between each one where it dealt with like a comic book, and then each segment, each story was a segment of the comic book, and it revolved around this kid who was reading the comic book. This has none of that. It shows some some dinky Kenny wannabe dragging a a wagon down the road in really bad 90, Windows ninety five paint animation uh, shit. If that, if that, and and then it just cuts right to the first to the first segment, and you have no idea why, no idea what's going on, no idea where it's at. It just cuts right to it. Just some uh, nagging, you know, bitch who is talking on her phone about wanting to move out of the, out of this neighborhood, and there's a bunch of people out in the neighborhood kicking balls and giving mail and all kinds of weird shit. Yeah, I just skipped over that part completely because. Yeah. 
if you just imagine the most annoying entitled teenager, there you go. There it is. You know, just so, yipe. So when she gets home, the the first thing that happens is her brother calls, says that she can't eat because she's fat. And then her mom says she has no, her grandma says she has no ass, so she won't get a husband, which doesn't make any damn sense. Um, and her dad bought this remote from a vendor on a street corner. And when he change it, when he goes to change the color and tint, everybody disappears. And when she when she runs out of the house, she comes back. Her family has now been replaced, and they are a black family now. They changed the color and tint. Ha ha! I get it. Uh, but at the same time, it made her hand get all fucked up for some reason. Like, yeah. Like she put her hand inside some sort of temporal space anomaly. It's like bullshit. she tried to steal the, the scorpion bracelet. I mean, yeah, just all yeah, jacked yeah, up. Yeah. But she didn't even like, she didn't scream or anything. She just like, it just, it was just like, oh, look, my hand's fucked up. Let's go back in my house. It's like, yep. what the fuck? And so it, it gets worse from there. And so, it, <sighs> was there anything you liked about it? <laughs> What did I like about it? Yeah, that it like ended. That. That it... <laughs> I liked the fact that the segment ended because I absolutely just like I said, I wanted everybody to die immediately. Well, I will say I thought the that some of the um, practical effects on the creature design were pretty good. Yeah, um, you made a point to say that there were there was stuff falling off. Her. I thought that was pretty cool when she was full on Brendel Pizza mode. <laughs> um, yeah. I thought that was pretty neat and. Uh, you know, the, the script was pretty horrible, uh, it made no sense, and uh, the uh, story was pretty dumb, but the acting wasn't too bad for, for what it was. It I mean, we, sucked. We've seen worse. We've seen I, worse. That, yeah, you know what it is? I, I'm just playing on some of my inner psychotic hatreds for okay. certain things, so, yeah. So, what do we give this segment? So, what what rating should we give each segment before we give it the final turd segment? What, uh... Well... We'll try to do an average, but I'm going to give this particular session, just from the sheer aggravation, I'm going to give it a four-turd. Four-turd, okay. I'm going four-turds, almost okay. full bore. All right. I'm, I think I'm going four-turd, too, just in the fact that um, it, Creepshow 3 seems to have lost what made Creepshow Creepshow, in that the previous two had stories that were entertaining, engaging. At the very least, they were creepy. Some were actually frightening. Um, even even the one with Leslie Nielsen that wasn't didn't have anything to do supernatural. Well, it did at the end, but you know at the beginning where it's, it's Leslie Nielsen and Ted Danson and that lady and and he buries them in the sand. It's not supernaturally terrifying, but to see Leslie Nielsen in that role be such an asshole is pretty terrifying. That's right. He did and a don't great call job. Me Shirley. Don't call me Shirley. That's right. That's right. So this seems to have lost all of that and. It's gone for full on slapstick, and that is not what Creep Show should be about Negative. at all. Absolutely, at all. I could not agree more. Okay, so we've decided four turds for this one. So let's uh, move on to segment number two. Again, no transition, no title. It just goes to nineteen nineties in living color color scheme, and then bam, next segment. Yeah, we'll do our best, guys. So, we'll do our best. Hang in right. there with us. Here goes the next one. Okay, well folks we accidentally uh, discovered that each of the segments actually are named we were incorrect in our first assessment well it's not incorrection when uh neither the movie nor the description of the movie even <laughs> lists names true you have to go digging we for, to look it, for them but... on fucking wikipedia but yeah. yeah well the second segment well the first segment real quick was called alice yeah 
so you'll see the correlation with that when you watch the segment. Second se- the second segment bleh, <laughs> is called The Radio. And literally, folks, the radio was the best actor in the entire movie. Yeah, I agree with that. She was, she was pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Starts out, you got this loser pimp landlord roughing everybody up, hollering, calling everybody bitch and hoe. Bitch! And then our loser, Jerry, I guess, ventures down an alleyway and encounters three individuals and some reason decides to buy this radio off these guys and turns out this radio has a mind of its own and a voice of its own and kind of like a first generation dr theopolis kind of looking thing just nagging and it's funny and like i said it's the best actor in the whole damn movie it helps him get his life in order actually makes him clean up his apartment yep starts bossing around telling what to do he's whipped man he whipped oh yeah yeah um it again. It wasn't scary. It wasn't creepy. Um, again, I don't know why they call it a creep show. It has, you know, and even like even the non creepy segments of the first two, you know, even if they weren't creepy, they had some sort of element that made them sort of fantastical. Yes. You know, like like the the segment with Stephen King in the, in the meteorite where he where grass was going everywhere. It wasn't creepy, but it had this real sort of sci fi fantastical element to it that you just couldn't stop watching couldn't take your eyes off we were invested in what happened to this poor dolt of a farmer you know and this one this poor dolt of a security guard didn't give two shits what happened to him nope especially because he he was so he was so lacking social skills and common sense that he had to take all his direction including cleaning his apartment from a radio which, yeah, which the whole concept is strange, but it's actually, if I'm being honest, is actually quite enjoyable because the radio has a lot of quips and comebacks. And, Man, and she was all about she, that diversification, wasn't she? she? Yeah, all about Man, it. And she was all, all up in his grill, constantly telling him what to do. And stuff. Yeah. So that was funny. So, it, I mean, again, the... Script was wasn't that great. The uh, acting was actually pretty good, though. I mean, even even Jerry was he wasn't too bad. No, I mean he played the loser pretty good. Um, again, the radio was the best part. Yeah, he, he convinced uh, me. Yeah, the the pimp was was pretty horrible. I mean, was, <laughs> I mean he's like a broke flavor Flav looking fool. Complete stereotype. Purple purple jogging suit. Yeah, kango, pimp kang, hat. kangaroo hat, all that yep. stuff. Um, <clears throat> otherwise, it. Uh, I'm I'm gonna give this one a. Uh, I'm just one of four. Yeah. Four turds out of five. Four turds. Pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty bad. bad. It's, it's a little better than Alice because it seems to have a bit more of an actual, like, there's a, there's actually a plot. There's actually an idea. There's there's something going on, A, B, to C. That it's not just throwing you in and you trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Like, he actually, before he, he doesn't just show up with the radio. Like, yep. he shows up and he's a loser and he, he, he has a radio and it breaks and so he needs to find one because instead of watching TV... He likes listening to radio, whatever. But like you know, it has it follows it has a beginning, middle, end. So it's got a, a structure, it's got a plot. The first one didn't have shit. No, no. The first one no. was all over the place, and you really did, and it didn't explain a damn thing. No, no. So this it, one was a little better, but it's still, yeah, it's still pretty bad. It kind of did a full circle thing. A couple surprising moments we won't give away at the end, but let's put it this way: the, the radio basically goes full circle. You'll yeah. see when you watch it. Yeah. And so and we also discovered that there is, there is sort of uh, not an overall arching theme or a wraparound story, but there are 
there are people in each segment that appear in other segments. That is correct. And they are the same characters same from characters. the other segments. Yeah. So there is a little little interaction between the characters. They're all in different stories, but basically somehow interact throughout the movie. So basically it's like a Tarantino film where they all encompass this one area and they all live in the same area. So they all they all you can you'll see them interact or even in the background of their of each other's stories, and so except they're not good. This ain't good no, like Tarantino. No, Nowhere near. So. No. All right. So what what what's the third one called then? Now we have names. Well, the third one is called Call Girl. All right. So let's see what Call Girl is all about. We shall see. Segment number three called Call Girl should have been called Murdering Asshole, <laughs> at least in my opinion. Story about a call girl who's uh, Kills or tricks. Okay, basically what happens is this uh, guy calls her over the... Finds her on the internet, which I don't know prostitutes who advertise on the internet. I think they call them the back pages now. I think so. But uh, anyway, he gives her his address over the phone. Doesn't know her. Just gives her the address. No problem. Hey, come on over. What could possibly go wrong with that, right? Yeah. So, he basically, she comes over. He tells her what he wants. I want you to tie me up, blindfold me, blah, 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 and all this stuff. So, she, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? She Ties him up and stabs him in the chest a bunch of times in the night. <laughs> I guess that's how you There's no it. basic about it. She, that's what she does. And then yep. she goes to take a shower, and uh, he starts calling to her, Rachel. And you're like, oh, Lord. Yeah, and then she goes over to him, takes the pillow. Well, she put a pillow on his face after she killed him because I guess... She couldn't look at him, whatever. But uh, when she removes the pillow off his face, he suddenly has these chompers like that, like that chomping ball in Mario 3. Yep. Uh, All of a sudden his face has these big old teeth chompers and he's suddenly out of the handcuffs and he, and she screams and he reaches her and eats her and then fresh out the shower, she put a bathrobe on and she went out and got killed and then uh, he leaves next morning and then end scene is... A living room of the house where you see the I guess the family that owned the house strung up after eating them. Yeah. Then it pans over, gets to the call girl. She's also hanging on the on the wall. And she's having back. her having her neck chewed out. Yep. And uh, she's back in her leather outfit. So he was yep. nice enough to dress her, which is I guess so. Very kind of a supernatural monkey <laughs> face looking killer. I was gonna say yes. Fans of the old creep show, we have a little bit of little tiny bit of homage to the crate monkey. Yeah, his face is kind of like a crate monkey. Kind of looks like the crate monkey. Not half as badass, though. The crate monkey was was bad. It was three times way worse than that. But, yeah, he looked like an idiot. And I don't know who did his hair, but they ought to be shot. Yeah. That's just ridiculous. But basically it was a short segment. Yeah. Killer, Killer hole. Out to get somebody else. Gets the tables turned on her. She did. He did. He moved on. Takes her car. Goes golfing. So I think the most interesting part of this particular short was how it tied into the other ones. So the first one started in this neighborhood with the girl turned into a rabbit or whatever and the professor looking for his remote control that he made or some shit. I don't know. And then the second one, <laughs> the second one, the radio was in like this bad part of the neighborhood. And in that one, you actually see the girl from Call Girl show up in one of the scenes real quick. Um, and then the call girl starts in the same apartment building as the radio, mm-hmm. and then she 
leaves from that trick she just killed, gets into her Mercedes, which was in the alley, by the way, of a really bad neighborhood, which she gets there and it's still perfectly fine. Yeah, I don't know what, what alley, what bad neighborhood that happens in. But yeah. she gets in and then she drives to the neighborhood where these this creature has taken over the house. It just so happens to be the same neighborhood where the girl and the professor live. So, yep, so the most interesting part of this segment is that it brings us back to the beginning, the neighborhood in the beginning. So to me, that's the most interesting part. Other than that, the uh, the script was was horrible. The uh, the um, acting was was bad. Actually, it was probably the worst of them so far. Yeah, and the prosthetic chest that yeah, she was stabbing was, was, was god pretty awful. shitty. Um, yeah, was... yeah. I, th- I think overall <laughs> in all, I think this is my five shitter for tonight. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna lay a five turn on that five one, turn too, one too. That one really stuck. It was it was pretty damn stupid. Yeah, I mean, I think I even left the room a couple times and didn't even care to rewind it because I know I hadn't missed shit. So. You didn't miss a damn didn't thing. Miss a damn thing. So. <laughs> All right, so let's go on to the uh, next segment, which is called the professor's wife. Professor's wife. All right, let's see how bad this one is. Let's see what happens. Segment four: the professor's wife. Holy, Holy shit! shit. Uh. I'm literally stupider for watching it right now. I hope the effects are only temporary, but I think my IQ actually dropped 40 points just watching this crap. It's getting harder for me to form complete sentences when I'm trying to do this. It's, uh... It's... It was... (laughs) It was bad. It was... uh, I mean... It's it's almost... uh, Is it meant to be that bad? Is is it... That I'm talking about. See, you can't it, even form a sentence. You're like, what the hell did we just watch? Was it meant to be that bad? I mean, because it was so... It, was, it, was, it wasn't even slapstick. It was like less than slapstick. It was it was less than crapstick. It was just... I mean... <laughs> uh, I don't even know well, if... Do what, we even need to describe what happened in the movie? Not really. Show? Basically what happens is it's just a uh, story focused on the crazy professor that you meet in the first segment. Who's a dick. And you see him in the background in the other couple sections. But mainly, yeah, he's a real, he's a douche. He's a, uh, a leg puller and stuff. And he has these two millennial geniuses that are engineering students of his come over to his house, talk about his wedding, and they introduce him to his wife, who for some reason these two brilliant uh, individuals devise that devise a plan to they think they think she's they a, think she's a freaking android. robot yeah because that, the, the the professor talked about creating the perfect woman in these horrible horrible flashbacks that looked like they were they were filmed through the bottom of a whiskey bottle um he he talked about creating the perfect woman and that she'd have an off switch and an on switch and a voice control and then they did other flashbacks talking about his pranks that he pulled prior. One involving he had somehow rigged one of his students' car with a remote control and when the student drove away, he used a remote control and caused the student to crash into a a something off-screen, thereby committing attempted murder. So it went from being <laughs> a joke to to straight-up attempted homicide. That's, that's real fucking funny. Yeah, Baja. Uh, and then so then when he leaves to go run an errand which why would you invite students over and then go run an errand that makes no sense you leave two horny college boys in the house with your yeah and so then they they decide to wife to be play a prank on him and find the off switch and they do that by taking her apart no no that's not even the best part what do they take her apart with chris with a saw and a 
electric, a, a, a screwdriver drill. It was a screwdriver drill. Screwdriver drill, which I don't understand. Like rechargeable. Yeah, you, you <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with with a with a hose attached to it because it's also pneumatic. I guess I don't know how. I it don't works. have no idea. But so yeah. Like they take the screwdriver because I'm I'm sure they're thinking they're going to find some screw parts and need to unscrew to take parts off. But once you get in there and you see that there's no screws in this body, why would you keep using it? Um, they're completely covered in blood. Which that much blood, I mean, like they would have to be rolling around in it and just just rolling the body around in it for the cause the body whole body was covered in blood. And then they just. Professor gets home and they before he gets home they realize oh she was a real person she suffers from amnesia so that's why she has no idea how she met the professor and so they decide to stuff all her body parts in different parts of the in kitchen the fridge, the in fridge in the fridge in the oven, in the oven. Yeah, and, and the oven is on by the way yeah and so then the professor comes home and, and they, they they escape so after committing murder they escape they, <laughs> they just take off and then he finds her head in the oven with her brain pan emptied and <laughs> his reaction is oh no exactly that's like this is horrible again this... that's why I, I i guess it's supposed to be like a a, a parody or, or or like slapstick but it's not even funny it's not funny it's just over the top stupid the the acting is terrible the special effects are stupid it's it's just uh, if I could give this more than five shits, I would, but I, yeah. we can't. So it's it, it's a five shitter with a hard flush. <laughs> yeah, you can say that. It's definitely I, I couldn't agree more. That's a five turd plus. Oh yeah, you know, with a couple of extra pebbles thrown in, you know, just, just I, I agree. I think that one made me dumber just watching it. So. Yeah, that I just, we both sat here with our jaws hanging open, just yeah, watching this just crap. But totally. you know what? It's to be expected. So uh, when you see it, you'll know what we're talking about. All right. So what's the last segment for the night? Uh, let's see. I think we've got two. Oh okay. The next segment is going to be called The Haunted Dog. Oh, that sounds like a winner. Let's see what that's all about. Yep. Can't, how, how much worse can it possibly get? Segment five. This is getting painful. Oh, my gosh. This is so bad. Actually, it's been painful. This is worse. It's like being kicked in the sack. This is... <laughs> the Haunted Dog. Should have been called Dr. Dipshit. Yeah, I, I think mean, so. Just, you saw more of his dipshitness than you saw the haunted dog the whole time. Yep. Stereotypical white guy character slinging racial slurs, being a wise ass. It's severely annoying. And, you know, just typical over the top BS. Just, ugh. So this doctor has been given community service for what we don't know uh, by. Being a doctor at a free clinic in the hood for however long, whatever. On his way to work one day, he stops to get a hot dog. He drops it on the ground. He gives it to this homeless person who's been bugging him, asking him for, for money. He gives it to him. Then goes gets another hot dog. The homeless person dies choking on the hot dog. And so throughout the short, the ghost of the homeless person shows up pulling out the hot dog either out of his mouth or out of his gut for whatever reason and just haunts the doctor the whole time not even the whole time you see him three times in the whole short you see three more or of the, four yeah you see more of the doctor being 
insensitive to his patience and you see of the, the ghost haunting him. And like I said, if there's anybody out there who's racially sensitive, don't watch it. Well, because yeah. he slings it, but then again, that's typical. Yeah, if if you're watching you know. this, then you're you're definitely not racially sensitive, and it's... <laughs> that's for sure. And I guess it ought to also be noted that in this particular sequence, when the man is choking on the hot dog, somebody's screaming for a doctor, and he just walks away. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a douche, and probably leading to the fact why he's haunted. Yeah, and this. and it's, I mean, it it it's no longer even remotely scary even when the ghost of the of the homeless man shows up it's not funny when when it, he sh- it's not it's not scary i mean when it shows up it's, it's funny it's it's comical yeah the whole thing is comical the doctor with the patients is he's just an asshole and he's just making jokes and it's it's somewhat funny not because it's actually well written yeah but because at this point you're just so sick of the whole fucking movie that <laughs> <laughs> that you're just laughing at how bad the script is. Yep, as you can tell, the tone has come down a little bit on this one. We're just like, uh. So, it's, uh, it, the script is bad, the acting is bad, the the location is terrible. You can tell it's, it's on a set, it's not an actual location. Um, the, everything's just bad. Yeah, and the professor shows up yet again. Yeah, there's this crazy professor shows up again, and... He's holding his little remote, and he comes up and he buys a voodoo kit from the guy on the street. That's another little point. But it doesn't say anything further as to what the kit is for, but I am betting in the final segment yeah, that we're going to find out. So let's get along with this shit show. And let's, Yeah, let's get this over with while we can. All right, yeah. last one. Here we go. So we just watched the epilogue, which was all of... I don't know, maybe a minute or two, two. or three minutes, yeah. At the uh, most. And yeah, at, at this point, it's it's pretty. I mean, it's in your face that it's it's no longer a creep show movie. It no. is, it is a fun show movie. It's a shit show movie. It's a it's a uh, yeah. I, 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 no words. <laughs> there's a there's a wedding scene and people are standing outside and the professor comes out. And he's got his bride that he's patched all up. She's all covered in bandages, yet still in a wedding dress. And they take off on their wedding honeymoon, which doesn't make any sense because the guys cut her up in like a thousand pieces, took her brain on and everything, yet somehow he was able to bring her completely back. Yeah, the voodoo kid, I get it. That's what the voodoo kid was I for. I guess so, but yeah. still, it's just like, oh my god. I mean, just, It doesn't show any of that. All you do is see him leave no, the church. so and... dumb. And then... And then they bring it back to the beat to the first one with the Alice girl. He's got the he's got the rabbit in the back of his car, and he calls it by name for whatever reason, basically just to get the 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 mother to be like to to say that Alice will look so beautiful on her wedding day, which indicates she's the only person to still remember they had a daughter named Alice. Yep. And the other three, the the son, the father, and the grandmother are like like she's not well. She still thinks we have a daughter named Alice, but but they don't. So, but she remembers them having. I don't know. I, I, I can't. Yep. I just can't piece it together. Uh, and, and the huge plot hole is they never explain the remote. No. no they no, don't no, explain no. the remote. It's no. has to, it has to do with the movie here and there. They don't explain anything. There's, but there's, they, this, the, you know what, folks? They should call it Plot yeah. Hole 3, not Creep Show 3. This is this one you're going to want to have. You want to have about a half a pint of something before oh, you watch it. Man, do not do shots to this game because you will die. 
<laughs> um, and then and then they drive off and then drive around the corner and there's the hot dog vendor and the vendor turns around and has this really horrible makeup job face. It's supposed to be the creeper from the first two and then and then this horrible CGI bad CGI blood drains from his cap over his face. I don't even it looked like chocolate. It looked, it looked it like looked chocolate syrup or something. So it, bad. Just, it was horrible, stupid, Ugh. but a fitting ending to a complete and utter piece of shit. All right, so uh, what what did we give the last segment? I gave it five shits. What did you give it? The- well, actually, in the last segment was not as bad as the previous two. I actually gave it a four turd. Okay. And what so, about the epilogue? What did you give this one? Epilogue? The epilogue? Uh, that's, I, that's off the scale. Off the scale. That's, it's, it's, it was senseless, useless. But if it's uh-huh. going to be a turd, it's going to be a five turd. Trial. All right. So, okay. Overall, the film is very incohesive. It it spends more time reminding you that these characters live in the same world than it does trying to be a wraparound cohesive story. Yeah. It's, it, it basically, it's like you said, it makes zero sense. There's no tie-ins. Yes, there's overlapping, but nothing makes sense. Nothing's resolved. It's a bunch of open-ended plot hole crap. Uh, and I mean, the first two movies, yeah, you know, they they didn't always give you the backstory, but but the 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 writing and the acting and and it was all done so well, well enough that you could you could get in fresh and still know what the hell was going on. Yep, and still follow a cohesive story. And this one. I just it didn't even feel it didn't feel like a creep show. It didn't and then it ended with more. I'm not even going to insult Monty Python. Monty Python had better animated yeah, the graphics. Art of, the art I mean, of Terry Gilliam. Just, yeah, yes. it was. Uh, I mean, this is horrible, guys. So overall, um, this this is this is one I would definitely call a uh, a five shitter. Just overall five shitter. Watch it once, maybe with some friends, and then just forget it ever existed. And just remember, just watch it. Shred the hell out of it, laugh at it, have fun, and then, like he says, just shut it off and and and, and go on and go on about your life. And forget <laughs> it, it ever existed. You, won't, yeah, you won't gain anything from it. You won't learn anything from it. Hopefully, you won't become stupider from it. But at the, the very problem least, is, is how do you get any worse than this? How do you get any worse? Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm more, I'm more personally ready to give it a four turd. I mean, it's god awful but there's bound to be worse crap out there you know i'm gonna give it a five turd because this there's bound to be worse i don't know how can i mean you would have to be it would have to be a independent super low budget made by two people type of film that had a budget of about maybe a hundred thousand dollars that's how that's the worst and and that that's not even going to be on our on our show because we're going to at least do things that have actually been released on some sort of network or something exactly but, but yeah, yeah it's 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 just bad y'all it's it's on youtube if you want to find it uh just type in creep show three there's a few different versions we did the the viet sub which i guess it's vietnam subtitles whatever but we didn't have the subtitles there on. was we nothing on there yeah. it. it was a decent copy it's it it it's like 2840p it's it's not the greatest but it's what you're gonna find this thing is not released it's vhs quality there's, yeah. there, there's no blu-ray there's no dvd quality of this uh, movie anywhere so don't even try to find it's one. a real gem folks yeah it's a real so gem. but that being said <laughs> it was fun and how bad it was yeah uh it's still a five shitter still for a five me. shitter yeah um, which means 
epic shittiness. Need to watch it at least once. Like I said, that's the whole point. Yeah. I got to reemphasize that, guys. You want to see it at least once and tear it apart. All Just right. have fun with it. You know. So yeah, give it a watch once and then erase erase it from your memory and exactly. Uh, <laughs> If you can. And move along. All right. Well, uh, anything else you want to add, James? I, I don't know what I can add, Chris. I'm, All right, buddy. I'm, I'm about out of thoughts with this one. This, All right. This well, one basically sapped my intelligence. I'm, so hopefully I can even drive home. Once again, you're, you're giving it a four. I'm giving it a five. So that's where it stands. Um, all right, man. Well, then I uh, will see you on the next one. Uh, until then, everybody, uh, enjoy your night. Have a good morning. Have a good day wherever you're at. And uh, enjoy the movie. Absolutely. See you guys. That sound is every driver's worst fear. How much will the repairs cost? Is it your engine, your transmission, or worse? A car breakdown could cost you thousands to repair, but not if you have CarShield. CarShield administrators pay your claims directly to the mechanic or dealer of your choice, saving you time and money. Call CarShield today before your next breakdown. Call 800-752-2149. That's 800-752-2149. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea.